0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. We hope you enjoy our latest episode, enjoyed our latest episode, where we sat down and I talked about cultivating confidence and what it actually takes to build confidence. I talked mostly. Mostly. That's why I said I talked. Mostly. Today, for episode number 408, we are going to talk about the 10 ways that love makes you blind.
1: So, we've all been guilty of this, most likely. I know I have. Kevin certainly has. And. Oh, also, also, the air conditioner is on. So, if you notice a little
0: humming, that's what it is. It's like 96 degrees in Worcester today. And we're on the fourth floor. So, it gets
1: warm. It gets very, very warm. Uh, Every time we need to go to the bathroom, I sweat. Yes. Uh, On my way back. Yes. Okay, so why are we doing this episode? First and foremost, we want to make sure that the relationships that you're in are congruent with your greatest level of growth and contribution. How do we do that? By understanding the deeper reasons as to why. So Kevin and myself both spent too long in certain relationships, situationships, and we want to help you on this podcast, not to make the mistakes that we have made, and now we're in relationships that are far more congruent and unbelievable. So... What are the 10 reasons why love makes you blind? All right. So this is from our experiences,
0: the experience of coaching others, friends, the things that we have noticed. There's a lot of common themes when it comes to relationships. um, And a lot of times, where are the people that people reach out to when they're going through certain relationship things. So we get a really good perspective of what people are actually dealing with. So number one, you're afraid to be alone. I, there, this isn't my quote. This is somebody else's quote. The devil you know is better than the devil you don't. What does that mean? If you're in a relationship that isn't necessarily serving you, but you don't want to be alone, you're far more likely to say, stay with something that, is, what, that you know. Stay with something familiar versus saying like, oh, you know what? I got to get out there and I got to start over again. I got to go on dating apps or I got to go on dates or I got to ask my friends to hook me up with people and then we have to introduce ourselves and go through all that, that crap build rapport and first kiss and all that stuff. Right. Right? So if you're afraid to be alone, you are far more likely to stay in the relationship that you are and almost allow yourself to be blinded by love. Because I always say there's, there's two answers, the easy one and the right one. I think far more often than not, people know the right answer, but it's hard. And they, they, they just keep going with the, the easy one because it's there's less resistance.
1: And there's less uncertainty. Yes. I was listening to... Almost no uncertainty. Right, because you already know. Again, the devil you know, right? So, I was listening to the Y Power podcast, and... Shout out. uh, Prepo Toplitsky is someone that Emilia had interviewed. I think Bianca was in school during that. But he said something really profound that I think is powerful for this exact thing. He said that your intuition telling you something, a.k.a. what Kevin refers to as the right answer, doesn't mean it's easy. It usually isn't. Yeah, it usually isn't. And so what he said is people don't listen to their intuition, not necessarily because they don't have that deep knowing, but because it's the harder road. And so I think that's the case, right? So if you're emotionally driven and you are, have any sort of fear of uncertainty or the unknown, of course you're going to be more prone to stay where you are. A good analogy for this is like if you have a job that you know how to do versus going into a new career that you don't yet know how to do, one of them has way more uncertainty. And we all avoid uncertainty because uncertainty used to mean danger back in the day. Death, danger, death.
0: All right, so we got to hammer these. Yeah, we got, go. we got 12 minutes left. We want to get out of here. We don't want. We'll keep you guys all day on this. Oh, so yeah. we're gonna try to keep this to 15 minutes. So number two, fear of being behind. This is something that a lot of people in my life have dealt with. Like, well, um, this age and everybody around me is getting married. They have houses. They're starting families. They have their forever jobs, like they're doing all these things, I feel like I'm not keeping up with them. Mm. Um, judgment. Yeah. Judgment. At the end of the day, it's either fear or judgment, right? This, this is just the way they manifest. We said that
1: when we were going through it. Like,
0: is it fear? Is everything fear? Is fear holding everybody back?
1: Yeah. I think so. Every single one of these 10 is a fear, and I want you to connect those dots as we go forward. Number three, family pressure slash friends. So I was with a client recently, and we were on the phone. I was in the car. And she was talking about how everyone around her has these incredible relationships. And that is true, honestly, in this person's case. you know, um, She sees you and Taryn. She sees Emilia and I. Um, she sees her siblings. They have like incredible relationships. But here's what I would say. You're also only seeing the positive ends of those relationships. Because people tend to show up as their best when they're in public. And you're not seeing the behind the scenes. And here's the other thing, too. If family and pressure and friends, so that's external pressure making you feel like you're different, you want to fit in because if you have, if you're out there right now and all your friends are in intimate relationships, you probably feel like the fifth wheel or the seventh wheel or whatever, right? But that's not a good reason to go get into a relationship. Uh, We went to uh, bowling that one time and I remember Amy very vulnerably saying that she felt like the seventh wheel or ninth, I forget. I think there was. I think it was seventh because there was three couples and then her. And don't let that pressure force you into a room that you shouldn't be in with a person you shouldn't necessarily be with. I think inspire. Being inspired to be with someone is more powerful than out of these sort of fears. Yeah, if it's a necessity, it's going to be
0: different. Right? It's not going. If, if you're not pulled to do it, and the reason you're doing it is to fit in or to seem successful, or to f- like. Be the status quo, of what everybody else is doing. You're already screwing up in a little, in a in a bit of a way because you might not even be ready for a relationship yet, right? Right. That's a whole other thing. We could do a whole topic, our whole episode on that. Yeah, we could. Number four, that person completes you. So I am very guilty of this in my past, assuming that if I got into a relationship with somebody, I would it would make me happier, it would make me more fulfilled, it would make me a better man, um, it would make me more successful, everything would be easier, my life would be more complete. I'm as guilty as anybody else. When it comes to that. Unfortunately, that's not the way it works. Right. Right. We always say, I think Tori Aleto is the one who said this that we really latched onto and said, like, oh, that's, that's fire. The point of a relationship is growth. Yeah. Will you grow in a relationship? Sure. But if you're not happy in your own life, if you're not fulfilled in your own life, you're not going to be able to provide that for your partner. My goal is to be the best partner I can be. Now, that means I have to be, I have to be amazing on my own. Right. Right. I love towering to death. I have to be great on my own. Yeah, I have to be great on my own. So when she needs something from me, I can give that to her because I have that. Yeah, my cup is full, so I can I can pour into her cup and vice versa. Yeah, right. So I think a lot of people they assume that a relationship is a means to an end, and honestly, it's a means to a new beginning. It's it's a it's a whole new thing. That was fire.
1: Well, that was fire. Teaser clip. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Clip right there. Okay. uh, The only thing I'll say about this because we got a hammer is that. John Maxwell, and I told Kevin this beforehand, John Hi. Maxwell's wife got interviewed and someone asked her, like, how do you make John happy when he's always on the road and stuff? And she said, it's not my job to make John happy. It's John's job to make John happy. And so I think it's our own responsibility to be fulfilled and abundant. And then, like Kevin mentioned, it you'll be an overflowing cup of love and then you'll pour into your partner's cup, your cu- partner will pour into your cup, and it's going to be a cycle. It's supposed to be an energetic energetic yin and yang experience. Okay. You are finally happy. So that very much ties into what we just talked about. Like,
0: you could, if, if part of your dreams, and we're kind of tying into another one too, but if part of your dreams is having a relationship and now you've, you are experiencing, maybe it's your first good relationship. Right. There's so many ways we could go. Like, another one, You've never been in a relationship before, so you assume that this is either normal or the best relationship ever of all time yeah. when you have nothing to compare it to. Right. Right? If you don't know what's hot and what's cold, it's water, yeah. just water, right? So what was the point I was trying to make? Well, uh, you're finally happy. You're finally happy. If you think you need a relationship to be happy and you get into a relationship, you're then gonna lock up, oh, because I'm with this person, I'm
1: happier. I have to keep this going no matter what. And here's the truth of the matter, too, and I use the Jim Carrey quote in the preamble. He said, I want everyone to be rich and famous so that they realize that's not where they're going to find their sense of completion. And again, this goes back to that person completes you as well, but like, these are hand in hand. You're finally happy this person completes you. What you realize is that once you have an unbelievable relationship, that's not the end all be all. You're still a work in progress. There's still other... Happiness and fulfillment and pleasure and joy, they, they don't all only come from one source, your intimate partner, right? That's just one source of fulfillment. It's not the whole game. And so if you're finally happy while you're in a relationship because you hated being alone, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right relationship for you. It just means you're happier than when you were alone. Another thing we could add on here, um,
0: love will blind you if you're not happy in the rest of your life. It, right. Because that's your, this is your place to be happy. Happier. Happier. Yeah. Right. That, I think that's what I was trying to get at when I say like that person, that relationship completes you. The rest of your life isn't super exciting. You don't feel like you're in control. Maybe you're not at a job that fulfills you. Right. You're not super happy with your body. You don't know where you're going to be in five years. You don't know where you want to be. You find this relationship and you pour everything
1: you have into it, even though it might not be the best for you because it gives you hope. And then there's the investment bias. When you pour everything into something... Yeah the last thing you want to do and a simple analogy would be like on the blackjack t- blackjack table you are far more likely to stay when you should leave because you've already put so much money in yeah. and that's the thing another you- thou i already put 10 there was another thou i've gone back once and got another 800 and lost 1600 total yeah that was one of the only times i ever lost but i lost big because of this bias so when you pour so much into one person one thing you're much more blind to the fact that this that's giving you more reasons to stay, even though it's not necessarily based on true love. Jeff the derelict. Derelict? Yeah. You know that word? <laughs> do you know that word? <laughs> Just, yeah. Uh, yes, I do. Okay. It's, a, it's a halo level. Is it? Yeah.
0: Interesting. All yeah. right, let's get off this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number six, good sex slash intimacy. can be blinded by good sex. You can oh, yeah. be blinded by um, somebody's physique, their looks, right? Like, again, that's why I think Friends with Benefits actually that's becomes a thing because it's sex and intimacy and you don't want any of the other stuff. Yeah. Right. But that's, a, that's a whole other thing. Like, yeah, if you are in a relationship with somebody and you're thinking, Oh wow, the sex is great. You're p- going to be far more likely to stay, especially if you value, um, physical touch highly. Yeah. Right. Versus if you only, if you valued quality time or you valued words of affirmation or, and you never got those,
1: yeah, you might not stay in that relationship. Right. I've been guilty of that one too. If your goal in the relationship is growth, that's going to be a very different decision-making paradigm than if it's really great sex. You know, I've been guilty of this one big time of like, well, the sex is great and and I'm so attracted physically and physical touch is my number one. So just understanding your own love languages and understanding that it's not bad to have certain love languages, but don't let those love languages, you know, cloud your clarity.
0: Wow, strong word. Cloud your clarity. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. So I'm gonna, for those who are listening, I'm going to put this in quotations. You need a family, aka you value having a family and a relationship and legacy, That all of that. You value that so much that you're far more likely to settle for somebody who might not be good for you because it fills that need. So if you... I won't use the analogy I used before. If you (laughs) hadn't had, great analogy, great analogy, Uh, that show Alive that we talked about before. Okay. These people are out in the woods. They, They don't have, there's no Big Macs out there. At one point, this lady hadn't eaten in like eight days. Yeah. She literally ate like the scraps of the squirrel. She made like a scrap a squirrel scrap stew. It was disgusting. <laughs> squirrel scrap it, and stew. And she literally sucked the stuff out of like. The bones. Everything. Everything. She ate all of it. Would you ever eat that? No. But when you're desperate, when it's necessary, you'll make that fit. Right. Right. And a lot of people do that in relationships. One of my, like, I was talking to one of my clients a while ago, and he values a relationship so much that he's far more likely to settle for something than to say, you know what? Maybe I'll find that in somebody else. Yeah. The relationship is more important. The family is more important than actually having the dream relationship. It's a weird thing, it, but it's normal. I think so, this.
1: so many people deal with this stuff. Think about two people, right? One of them wants an extraordinary marriage and relationship. The other one really wants to buy a house and start and have kids. See, wh- I have a friend who his dream is to buy a house and start a family he is most likely, and I'll keep this anonymous, to, if he's not hyper-conscious of this specific line item, he might settle for something less than what he really wants because he has, and we'll get into this, that timeline of like, well, I want to buy a house and start a family soon. And so what I'll say is if you're settling for less because it's congruent with your goals, maybe you need to change goals. An example I could use of this is like when I wanted to be a Fortune 50 CEO. I didn't... I I would do that at any means necessary. It didn't. It I didn't have like, I sold industrial automation equipment because that was the most financially lucrative. Not necessarily because that's congruent with my core values. And I think that when you have a goal to start a family, you need to be careful about how much that goal is actually driving your decisions. All
0: right, we're gonna hammer these off. We got it's, it's nineteen it's, seconds. It's going quick. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we'll do like a little bit of a speed round here. So. It's too heavy. It's too hard for you to sit down and really decide do I want to be in this relationship? You've never sat down by yourself and said, like, well, what are the actual benefits of this relationship? Mm. Like, am I getting my physical needs met? Am I getting my emotional needs met? Right? Am I feeling like my love languages are being met? Do I feel respected? Do I feel appreciated? Do I feel listened to? Do I feel loved? Do I feel romance? Do I feel these things? If you've never sat down,
1: you, don't, you might not even know. Yeah. You might not even know how you're feeling. Those are fire questions. A couple more I would give, and I've given these to my clients. How well-developed is my partner? How growth-oriented is my partner? How ambitious is my partner? How congruent are our goals and core values? Those are the questions to ask. Next, fire. Um, you want kids. If you want kids... In your
0: mind, it's probably far harder to have a family and children by yourself, right? Right. So you're more likely
1: to make this person fit. Yeah. One uh, of my clients did in vitro, and had a child because she was not willing to settle for something less mm-hmm. as a relationship. So she ended up doing it on her own, and those that's an option nowadays. So for sure. So that's less pressure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, you live together.
0: You live together. You have a car together. You have a business together. You have a podcast together. You have mm. whatever some sort of career together, like you are far more likely to just stay in it. Even though you know what you should do, you're blinded by the fact that you have so many circumstances. connected Logistics. Logistics. And then the other one was mutual friends. Yeah. If you have mutual friends with your partner, you might be afraid like, oh, I'm not going to have any friends if I leave this person. So I have to stay with this person.
1: Right. Right. I would say any reason outside of your love for this person and how congruent you are, is probably not a valid reason to stay in the relationship. I remember I used to always talk about, like, prenups. And the reason I talked about that wasn't, it had nothing to do with the fact that I didn't want someone else to get my money. It, it, it made me, say, it was because I don't think money should be the reason you're with somebody. I agree. And I, I'm, I don't necessarily agree with prenups and, or any of that. But here's what I would say anything outside of your love for one another and your congruence is probably not a good reason to stay in a relationship. And you're either growing together or you're growing apart. And every single one of these is fear. So face, face the truth. Face your fears. And, and the question I would ask myself is, is this relationship helping me grow and contribute at my highest level? And if not, what is misaligned that we can work on and if we can't work on it, maybe it is a partnership that needs to, needs to change. I mean, you and I are business partners, and it's like, we shouldn't be in this for the money. We shouldn't be in this, you know, because you complete me or anything like that. It's, it's the same type of idea. We, we are in this because the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And I know we got to go, but that's a, that's a huge distinction. My challenge, if you guys are watching or listening to this, the, this is very similar to
0: uh, the seven questions that will change your life episode. Like, ask yourself these things. Why are you in the relationship you're in? Is it just default now? Are you, are you riding on cruise control? Like you have no idea. It's just, it is what it is. I don't even know how I got here. Are you at that stage of your life? Are you in a new relationship where you're hoping this person changes? That's already a red flag. Like why are you in the relationship that you're in? And that is one of the questions, I believe. One of the seven questions. Yeah. That's my challenge to you guys. If you're watching this or listening, sit down and ask yourself the hard
1: questions. The last thing I'll say, my last relationship, Kevin had a good point. I said I was in it to learn and I was learning a lot <laughs> through failing forward and Kevin's like you'd be learning anyway though. You know, you don't don't forget that you'd be learning regardless. You all, you're learning no matter what room you're in. This doesn't necessarily mean that's not a good reason to stay in a relationship is because you're learning. Learning is great until I it l- kills you. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you want to learn about podcasting, I am offering free 30-minute consultations where we can go over your business, we can go over your interview skills, we can go over behind-the-scenes stuff, all of that happy jazz if you have always wanted to start a podcast if you have one or if you just got rid of yours and you want to start it up again because you feel the pull i am the guy email me or dm me whatever it is you can go
1: to the hyperconsciouspodcast.com and you can get it there as well i would love to chat folks digital real estate is the future um it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that right where people's attention goes is where the economy is going to go so If you want to start a podcast or grow or scale your impact online, Kevin or myself will help you. I do peak performance business coaching. Kevin does podcasting. And we want to help you grow and scale your impact. We want to help you help more people and make that profitable. Please reach out. You can go to the hyperconsciouspodcast.com. Like Kevin said, uh, schedule a 30-minute free call. Those are absolute fire. I love them. And also, every Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have a mastermind where you can grow and connect with like-minded leaders. And we have website designers, we've got podcasters, we've got all kinds of awesome people, uh, relationship coaches, all that kind of stuff that come and attend. So uh, it's a great place to meet people. Yeah, It
0: is a great place to meet people. Ladies and gentlemen, ask yourself these questions. Be honest with yourself. That is the only way your life is going to change. It's the only way your relationship is going to change. And at the end of the day, that is our goal, to help you live the best version of your life and accomplish your dreams. We hope you enjoyed and we will talk to you on Friday. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, it would mean the world to us if you would share this with your
1: friends. And if you have any questions, please reach out to Kevin or myself. Our contact information is in the show notes and we can't wait to hear from you. Guys, we wouldn't be able to do this without you.
0: So if you would kindly leave us a review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyper-conscious.